play. So here we go. My name is Andrew Cantor, otherwise known as the Boston Trucker, and this is my Diamond Hour. Golden Deer Productions. Golden Deer. Oh, oh, wait, was that not it? Hey, enter, just, you forgot to enter. Oh, oh God, what's going on? Where am I going? Oh. Dad? Yes, my son. I am Deuce, the Deer God. I'm so confused. Who am I? Derek. Your true name is Dercules. Dercules. Wait, what? Yes. You are Dercules, the god of the forest. <laughs> Season five. Hosted by your favorite podcast host, Big Bochi. You already know the deal, mother. What's up? Big handsome. Hey, so how's everything with you, man? Dude, it's all shit. You know what I mean? I'm fucking still on a fucking wound vac. Yeah, so. You know what I mean? So I'm still fucking out, you know, no work, collecting well, dust, being the voice of the people. Well, since our last episode, what do you mind just kind of explain? Well, first, can you explain who you are and what you do real quick? So, uh, <clears throat> what's up, honey? That is honey. He said hi. Hi. Um, uh, my name's Andrew, better known as the Boston Trucker. I'm kind of a, uh, in, in transition truck driver slash internet influencer slash village idiot slash a lot of things. So, um, I've been making content now for about three years. And due to some health things uh, in the last five months, uh, my my uh, content has gone way down. So um, since the last time we spoke, <clears throat> um, the big difference is I went and had another surgery. So um, I had another infection in my chest from the original open heart surgery. And um, they went in reopened my chest almost completely uh, and went down to the sternum and did a process that they called debridding, which is essentially cleaning. So they went in and scraped all the, the uh, necrotic tissue and shit out of there that, that, you know, they could, you know, whatever they could do in order to clean the area. And then um, traditionally, Given your initial procedure, traditionally, how many people receive infections after the first procedure? Not many. Dude, what's good with you just getting the short end of the stick, man? Um, I mean, I, I, I could be funny, but at this point, it's it's like there's nothing to be fucking funny about. So, um, it, it I think it goes down to the the end, you know, the end thing where I've talked a million times is it could be raining tits and I get hit with a dick. There's just no other way around it. You know, if it could, you know, Murphy's law, if it could happen and will happen, it's going to happen to me. You know what I mean? So the amount of people that this happens to is it doesn't even show up in statistics. You know what I mean? So, and for it to happen to me two and three times at this point, it is what it is. 
So is- I don't, I don't, I don't know what the story is as far as you know, because obviously I'm not a, a cardiothoracic surgeon. I'm not a cardiologist. I don't know what happened. I don't know what causes. I don't know if there was a, a you know, some kind of negligence somewhere, or uh, if this is just the, you know, the way you know my life is built to go and just be uh, an infinite struggle. Who the fuck knows? But I know that at this point. Um, if it could have gone wrong, if there was a potential for it to go wrong, it went the fuck wrong. Bro, can you believe they're shutting down all the fucking coffee shops in the fucking Commonwealth tomorrow? So if you're going to go out and get a cup of coffee, you better do it before noon tomorrow. Keurig, baby boy. I'll be all right. <laughs> you're a great guy. I'll be all right. R- real quick question. So is this new procedure since we ran the last episode, is that the – the same as the sepsis? Is it like the same thing or totally different? Well, se- the, the sepsis incident was a blood infection. This was a more localized, um, just an infection in my, in, my, in my sternum, in my, you know, where the incision was. And I, in my infinite wisdom, sitting here at the house watching all these veterinary programs, thought it was a good, good idea to douse myself with fucking peroxide. Don't do that. If you have a hole in your chest, don't inject peroxide with a, with a syringe. It's a bad play. I know from firsthand experience that it will create a geyser um, kind of effect where uh, it will legitimately shoot this pinkish brown, disgusting. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And so when this happened, were you just like, dude, not again? I had been to work for uh, 10 days when, when... Back in the truck? You were back in the truck. Fuck. Yep. Yep. And now I'm not even sure I want a fucking truck, to be honest with you. I don't know what I want to do. I don't know what I want to do. I feel like I don't want to dumb down the profession by any means, and, I'm, and I would never do that. It's meant so much to me for so long. Um but I just feel like I have squandered talents. I feel like I could potentially be so much more than just uh, a tool behind the seat. Well, dude, one thing we're realizing right now, given the, the state of everything going on is like these utility workers and people who drive trucks and grocers are the backbone of everything going on. Dude. I mean, you've been saying it for years. <laughs> Bro, it's not, it's not, you know. You guys are just getting love now, dude. Well, the thing is, is that the, the thing that's so frustrating is, is that the, the, the industry itself has had such a black eye for so long. You know, you, 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 you're driving down the breakdown lane and you have to pull over because your kid's having a nutty. And you happen to look into the breakdown lane and see a Poland Springs bottle with piss in it. And the first thing you think of is this dirty trucker. You know what I mean? And that's just not the case. I mean, the amount of guys that piss in bottles are pretty, pretty nil. You know, there's not a lot of guys that do that. <laughs> is there a study on that? Who the fuck knows? But my point is, is that um, truckers get such a bad name for so many different reasons. There are so many stigmas that, that go along with the guys and gals that drive trucks. You know what I mean? But the, the bottom line is, is that if you stopped uh, commerce you know, the trucking industry for one day, this country would literally implode. There would be, it, it, every single thing in your house 
okay? Look over your shoulder. The picture, the plant, the, the, the lamp, uh, the shirt, everything. In, it, yeah, man. Derek. Hey, well, uh, that was a small truck, but yeah, not an 18 wheeler. You never know, dude. It, it was on an 18 wheeler at some point. I promise. Mm-hmm. I promise. So <clears throat> that's logistics. You know, it's cliche, it's whatever. Um, it came on off of a boat, off of a rail car, off of a truck, off of a, you know, a, a sprinter van, off of something. It has to move, you know, and people don't realize that. So, you know, everybody's out, out of their fucking tits right now going nuts about, um, you know, paper towels, dude wipes, uh, shit tickets. It all comes off of trucks. You know, and now and and that the other thing that people don't realize is is that all of these things, if they are not today, will become commodities, and and, and you'll have to deal with things being allocated, which is something that people aren't you know used to dealing with. Elaborate. So, uh, out. Uh, you're, you're getting too smart is, on us. When you have when you have something that they consider a commodity, so say fuel, right? Uh, crude oil. So. Crude oil goes and it goes into refineries. It becomes gasoline. It becomes uh, Cam 2 racing fuel. It becomes less processed and diesel, off-road diesel. There's all kinds of things that you can do with crude oil, okay? And all, because, because that is a commodity, it is a, it's a traded commodity. So the value goes up, it goes down, it goes up, it goes down. So when you purchase that, you've allocated that for yourself, and what you're doing is is that you have if let's say your your uh, your your Connor's uh, gas okay you're an LLC or Collins gas. Fuck <laughs> off, dude! You know how hard that was for me to execute. Not calling you, Colin. You're a great guy, man. Continue. I try bad. like hell. So anyway, um, when you allocate this fuel for for Connor's gas LLC, you own. 500,000 gallons. That's what you purchased. So you've allocated the, the, the fuel for yourself. Okay. And when you have a commodity, let's say they made these, these, you know, tissues a commodity. Okay. You, you will have a certain amount that you're able to purchase. That's what's allocated to you. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you can't go to the grocery store at, at some point, theoretically, Okay. And, yeah, I know and, what you're saying and, now. And go and, and pillage all the shit tickets. You'll be entitled to what's allocated to you. Yeah. So one, what you're saying one twenty-four like, pack in a in a ten-week you know period. So you know, given the gas station analogy, what you're saying is like, if I own the gas station, the government would say, "Hey, dude, you can only buy ten gallons of gas." And so, what you're saying in turn is that people are so rampantly getting certain items like toilet paper and Purell, the government's going to say, dude, you can only get two of those. Exactly. Exactly. And then, and then, then it'll be a traded commodity. So on top of, you know, like Kimberly Clark, that's who owns Kleenex. That's who owns Charmin, right? They're a big, they're a big player when it comes to paper products, right? So what, what will happen is, is that you'll only be, uh, entitled to a certain amount of these things. It's going to, it's, it, it, this, this could potentially create such a lasting effect, such a big, you know, dick kick, you know, 
and 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 um, I don't think people realize the long-term implications of 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 something like this and how this could manifest itself. Because at the end of the day, this is all unprecedented. Be? I have no idea. I have no idea. I have no fucking idea. I have no idea. I don't know who's pulling these strings. I find I find it hard to believe. I'm, and believe me, I'm no conspiracy theorist. I don't. I'm not. I'm not a political guy. I'm not going to rant about parties and election years and and all of these things. But my 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 guess is is that where there's smoke, there's fire. You know, you can't go after somebody. I'm not going to get into my opinions on on certain political figures and and how much I hate, detest, loathe, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, but you can't attack somebody. And then expect them to just, you know, roll over and die, you know. So I don't. I'm Probably not saying that. I don't really understand. I don't. I don't. I don't even know what I'm trying to say. What I'm. What, but what I'm saying is, is I'm. I. I feel like at this point, um, the people that we that we're associated with this disease at this point, Trump, for example are the people that are going to forever be associated with this disease. And whether it goes well or it goes poorly, we'll, we'll have long-term implications as far as uh, our beautiful two-party system is concerned, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, as someone who's, ver- who's newly, you know, like after your surgery, you had this big epiphany on kind of what life meant to you, have you kind of had any of that after the whole government shutdown? I'm petrified, bro. I'm petrified. So I have all kinds of autoimmune deficiencies to begin with. I'm diabetic. I got all kinds of things going on. I mean, you got so, a cut open chest. You got a weakened system. Like, if there's if there's anybody that that, that COVID nineteen is heading for, as far as a perfect victim to fuck up, it's me. I'm a sitting duck. You know. So. Trying to explain to my my sixteen year old son, for example. So the day after they shut the shit down and they said school was canceled for the foreseeable future, uh, I I got in my car and I dropped him off at a friend's house. And after and I, as I'm heading back to my house, I'm saying to myself, uh, uh, "Fatty, you have made a terrible mistake." And Fatty, the reason he's that you have the made terrible not only is he in the wild, so I'm not. I'm not so much worried about him. He's a bull, okay. He's he's six three, two thirty, testosterone driven adolescent super force. But who wins okay? that fight, you or him, bro? At this point, I might have to stick the kid. I might have to stab him <laughs> a little bit. He's a he's a he's a big dude. I don't know that I can put him up with the paws. Who knows? Break, breaking news. I don't know. I like my chances in the fact that I'm from the streets and you you, you would best cross me the right way. You know, because I, I, I do. Have you've endured one stuff. of the, the most intensely severe possible operations. I just don't have the strength that I once did. That's my beef. So I'll probably give you the best 25 seconds of your life. But at the end of that 25 seconds, I'm going to be pretty hurting. You're tired. I'm gonna be tired. I'm gonna be tired. So my point was, I dropped my son off at, at at his friend's house, and I'm saying to myself, "You you missed this one, Andrew." And I said to myself, "I'm not worried about him. I'm worried about what he brings home." Okay. So that if I'm not cognizant of what he's doing and where he's going, 
I kind of missed the point, you know? So they want these kids to stay home because they don't want to move this virus any more rapidly than it's already moving. Okay. So there's, there's, there's all kinds of people that work in grocery stores, right? They're considered essential, um, you know, personnel. Well, can I tell you something interesting? So I stupidly, I'm, I'm being a real germ freak, you know, warranted, but I've been like a real germ freak because I'm, I'm worried about my dad. My dad's old. And, um, I was like, all right, I'm going to Lysol my computer. So I spritz the Lysol on my computer screen, right? Leave for two minutes, come back, computer screen, Grinch green. Just totally terrible, right? So I'm like, all right, well, I'm probably going to be locked in the crib the next five days. I guess I got to sack up and make the financial commitment and go get a new laptop, right? So I go to Micro Center in Cambridge, you know, the People's Republic. Dude, packed, packed. Yeah jam-packed and I go up to the manager and I'm like dude what is going on here he was like well everyone's transitioning into a home office because they don't know how long they're going to be home for so they're buying all this stuff I'm like dude I didn't I'm surprised you guys aren't shut down he was like we were we were actually deemed an essential business right just like a grocery store or a pharmacy because people need computer equipment it's a commodity wild computers yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and, and, and that, that word commodity is ever changing. So what's considered a commodity today may, be, may not be a co- commodity tomorrow. You're not going to have to worry about a home office probably in six or eight months. I don't know. You might. I don't know. That's my point. That's my point with how unprecedented this is. We have no idea where this is going. And we have no goal except the next like 15 days, just like survive. Yeah. Don't die. It's yeah. just that simple. Don't perish. Do what you can to keep yourself safe. You know, you, 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 you think to yourself, social distancing. What the fuck does that mean? What does it mean to you? What does it mean to me? You know, I, I have people that, you know, luckily or unluckily at this point, honey and I aren't leaving the house. You know, we have, we have nowhere to go. You know, she ventures out to the market. It's a scary endeavor, you know, she's a, she's a, you know, she's always on top of things, you know, she's no dope, you know, but you know, the last thing that she wants to do is to get me sick. The last thing my son wants to do is to get me sick. You know, these, these are the people that love and care about me more than, than, than the masses. So um, it's a, it's, it's a considerable, you know, thought that goes into their head every day is to keep me safe, to keep me, you know, COVID free. It's fucking wild. Did you go into like, uh, are you one to 10 to go into like a real survivalist mode when something like this happens? Like we're like, all right, yo, we got to stock up. We got to clean the whole house. Don't have anybody over. Well, honey, uh, just in the nature of how she was raised is kind of a doomsday prepper. You know, (laughs) she doesn't, she doesn't do it. Uh, purposefully, but she's, she's very cognizant of everything. Like when, when she moved in here, it was the Viking mothership. You know, I didn't have fucking Tylenol. She came in here and had a headache and she's like, where's the Tylenol? I looked at her and I, I don't know, probably the store. You know what I mean? Cause it was just my son and I, 
you know, if his fucking head fell off, I'd find a way to put it back on and get it, you know, get us pointed in the right direction. But she's, she's, I have, I don't know, 20 cases of water at this point. I don't know what I'm going to do with 20 cases of water. But in the event that the element stops being made, I have water. You know? So you do, so that is in your mind, you think it, it could potentially get to a point like that? I don't want to use the term martial law, but it would not surprise me in the least if that became relevant. Dude, and what maybe, martial law maybe, means to me and means to you is two different things. So, and, and I don't know that to be certain, but I will say, like, I've seen a meme on, on the great Facebook and everything that is on Facebook is actual and factual, obviously. Um, and one of the things that, that, that I saw that I thought was pretty interesting, maybe even profound, was um, if you can't fight all that shit that you just bought, to prepare for that's mine now because I can fight. You understand what I'm saying? So what's going to stop me from walking into old boy's house and taking all of his shit. So you just shop for me. Old, you know what I mean? It could get to that point. God, I hope it doesn't. Dude, maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just an optimistic thinker, but I don't think there's any chance it will ever get to that point. And I also uh, think from your from your mouth to God's ears, you know. And and I also think that obviously humans can act like pretty primal, but you also see this is the first time anybody's in the world has all been connected to the same thing, and there's something very connective about everything because everyone's like, dude, you know, I might have hated you before this, but we're kind of fighting the same thing here, and no one knows what's going on. There's a lot to be said for that. So you can, you can, you know, you, you can look at it that way and, and, and possibly, you know, just from a political standpoint, you can kind of, this is, this is a pretty bipartisan kind of thing. You know what I mean? So it doesn't really matter if you're a Democrat, a socialist, a Republican, uh, an analingist or whatever the fuck you could potentially be. You know what I mean? You, you just want to stay alive and you want your grandparents to stay alive. You want your parents to be safe, and you want your, you know, your uh, your fat truck driver buddy that, that can't leave the house uh, with the wound vac in his chest to, you know, to be okay. You know, I don't know, dude. That's yeah, but you know, you know, but you know what I'm saying about. I think humans are innately good. I do. Do you disagree? You don't think so? Uh, <laughs> we come from a different place, dude. We come from a different place. We live in the same Commonwealth, but we come from a different place. Like, yeah, dude, people that have are generally nicer. But when you when you start when you start to poke people that don't have, you can get an ugly fucking person, dude. You can get an ugly person. Somebody that's in one hundred percent survival mode, they're dangerous. They're dangerous. Let me put it to you this way. If I gotta smash your fucking head in to feed my son, I'm gonna smash your fucking head in. I think. You understand what I'm I saying? think you would second guess it. You would. I wouldn't think. You, I, you would. I would think you would totally be like, dude. I think you this would. Is, this is a human think, right oh, here. For crying out loud! One second, God, my producer, my engineer. So, are you still there? Can you hear me? I got you, buddy. So anyway. Um, I think that you would hope that I would have the ability to be a, a good outstanding citizen, 
but the need want thing, you know what I mean? If I'm, if I'm pressed and I feel like I got to do something drastic in order to, you know, continue, continue my lineage, keep my kids happy and healthy by any, by any means necessary. Mask on baby. We're coming. See, I, I know what you're saying and I totally get it. I'm also a testosterone fuel machine and I'm protective of my own family. I totally get it, dude. Yeah. All right. I'm six, three and sexy baby. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but listen, I, I also think that humans aren't, there's something connective about humans where it's like, you would second guess you, but yo, this guy's on the same journey as I am at. He doesn't necessarily, he doesn't want to be in this position either. But you, you don't, you don't know another man's story until you've had to walk in another man's shoes. Yeah, that's you know true. I mean? So your, your version of, of the connectivity and, and, and everybody kind of, you know, traversing the same uh, mountain um, is not necessarily always going to be the case. So you could have a family that's, you know, six miles away from you that legitimately doesn't have anything. So um, they, they don't have any, you know, supplies. They don't have what it's going to take uh, in order to them, for them to eat, you know, for, for this, you know, for one night or whatever it is. You know what I mean? So, you know, I, I may have all these supplies and stuff that Honey has been able to put together and, and, and make sure that, you know, we don't burst into flames. But I don't know what, what's going on with Mary and Kevin around the, around, around the corner, you know? So I think I, think I, I, I like your, your theory that humans are innately good. And I think you're right until you, you have you no choice. You back the wall, yeah. Exactly. When, you, when you're out of fucking options and you have to make your own options, that's when shit gets tricky. But you also see people in situations like this being, and again, we're actually talking like there's a total global apocalypse going on right now and there's not. You but, don't know that. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Do, you see, do you see people in hazmat suits walking down your street right now? Not today. <laughs> With flamethrowers? Said Andrew, we're coming. I just, I just watched Outbreak uh, the other day. Oh God! You, you, why would you do that to yourself? Why wouldn't I do that to myself? <laughs> You're so freaking it's, out now. No, I mean, I mean, the the thing is, is like, like that movie is obviously a farce. You know what I mean? But it's 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 realistic enough. Um, that you know these things could potentially happen. You know. It's just, I don't know. I guess it's perspective. Know. I understand what you're saying. I forget where I was getting at, but. So, okay, just I'll divert. In, in other news, did you unplug me? Because I hear like a vicious echo. Hold on. Were you Tyler's! Go, go in your bottom left corner. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, guy. What? I got nothing out of my uh, my my earphones here. Did you take it out? I didn't take anything. I just tapped the desk. Forget. Forget. <laughs> now I'm back. Can you hear me? I got you. That's fine. Okay. Tyler, thanks, brother. Don't touch that. Don't touch anything. I just I can't touch anything. You probably touched your ear. He just called me a fat fuck. 
the youth. Blame it on the youth. Hey, Amen. I might get involved in your family issues, man. No Nonetheless, so what, I, I I wouldn't ask like, what is your day to day been like? Locked in, but I mean, you've been locked in for like eight months. It's been it's five five solid months of the same thing. So this doesn't really affect me. I was gonna in, say, in this, dude, I'm so used to being lonely. Di- it's not like, bro. The only thing that's really been different um, is the fact that when I do leave the house, there's nobody else moving around. So I went into Mass General the other day, and uh, I had I had to meet with my cardi. My my, uh, my surgeon. When was this? This was last Thursday, and it's it's just an eerie it's an eerie feeling coming into the city. It's an eerie like I went, honey, and I walked in, and um, you know, I got an appointment on the sixth floor of of this building, blah blah blah, and they immediately were like, "She can't go in with you." I'm like, "Oh, she's going in with me," you know, and they're like, "No visitors. It's this you know single solo you know." And I told them that I was kind of slow, so I needed help, and 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 because I don't have the ability to process information. So it whatever the doctor good. said to, yeah, it was. My father always told me, when in doubt, play Mickey the dunce. Just be like, I don't know. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's it's been it's been highly effective over the years. So Honey and I are walking through the the the, the hallways um, of you know one of the the biggest teaching hospitals on the planet. And it's like a fucking ghost town. It's just weird. It's weird. Well, dude, I can imagine they're on crazy. I mean, they have patients in there right now with the virus. If if there if there was a ground zero uh, in the Commonwealth, I would think it would be Mass General Hospital. I have a different theory on where the ground zero would be, and I'll tell you afterwards because I'm going to use it for my profit. I'm a capitalistic pig. Well, what the fuck, dude? Why not? But ain't you with somebody else. So question, has your your prior employer been affected by this at all? Or are they still just full speed? Slinging trash, dude. I was gonna say, I mean, it's a, a more of an there's probably more trash than ever right now. Well, it's it's just it's just it's the nature of the beast. People people, you know, throw shit people out. People are at home. People people are at home throwing more stuff out. Exactly. People are spending, you know, big big you know, ridiculous amount of times at home. But the thing is, is that, you know, the, the one thing that I've noticed with um, the trucking industry um, that's been kind of fascinating to me is that they're, they're making it difficult for truck drivers to live. So they're dependent on said truck drivers to move freight, but they haven't made any concessions to make the truck driver's life any easy. Elaborate. So, a prime example, 90% of people that live in their trucks um, do not meal prep or eat um, in their trucks. They don't cook. Well, they eat rest stops? Rest stops, restaurants, whatever. Basically, across the board, they have said that um, the only people that have the ability to get food are drive through and, and takeout. Being in a truck that's, a, you know, 70, 80 feet long isn't always conducive to any of those things. So one of the, one of the, uh, the companies that I did happen to see make a concession, and I thought that was really cool, was Texas Roadhouse 
basically put out an MPB that says you can park your fucking truck here. You know, nobody wants, you know, most, most places that you drive into without even being aware of the situation, say no truck parking. They don't want your big, ugly truck there. They want what's in your truck, but they don't want to deal with your truck. You know, so Texas Roadhouse said, bring your truck, park your truck, come get food. You know, we appreciate you. So, so very few people uh, say to a truck driver on a regular basis, we appreciate you. A buddy of mine's a driver down south, and he happened to take a picture of uh, a Sam's Club that was giving truck drivers goodie bags. Very small, you know, insignificant things in here. It was a, it was a vitamin water, a package of Lorna Dunes, a couple of granola bars, a quarter oil, just little whatever tchotchkes. But it made my boy's, you know, entire experience that much better because he said to, you know, I, I meant something enough to somebody for them to make a, a concession here for me. You know, and that's, you know, we're so used to being yelled at. Your fucking appointment's at 1.30. Here you are at 2.10. Well, I don't know. There's a 72,000-car pileup outside your fucking building. I don't know if you were aware of this, but maybe we should, you know, call the National Guard, pick up my truck and trailer, and fucking airlift it in here. You fuck. You know? Well, so, dude, it, it's like, it sucks that this is, this is the means that, why everyone's now appreciative, but I'm so glad that trucks are still driving. You know what I'm saying? I'm so, so glad that grocery stores are still open. I'm so it glad that would, pharmacists are still showing up. If it, it, it would, it would be in every truck driver's best interest to take a day off at some point soon, in my opinion, and to kind of level the fucking playing field when it comes to wages, you know, everybody's fucking jobs is, you know, you know, the, the cost of living change goes up and down, whatever, whatever. But, I'll be honest with you, my industry hasn't had a fucking uh, a pat on the back in quite some time. We've all kind of been making the same rates now for the last 10, 15 years. I think, I think if we did say we're going to take a day off, it might really raise some pulses. You, know, you never want to be the, the person that, that throws a stick into the spokes of progression, especially when the country is in such need. You know, but just a thought. Remember me? Remember me? Remember me making $12 an hour? How about a bump? I know. I I forget. um, I don't know enough about it, but there was that the stop and shop strike. Remember that? Imagine if that happened like today. World over. How about about Market Basket that fucking closed their fucking doors? A non-union company. Completely unprecedented. I I didn't hear about this. Come on, dude. This was like five, five or six years ago. Market dude, basket. I was like two years old six years ago, bro. I'm just saying. I understand. <laughs> I have this conversation with Honey all the time. She's very young. So anyway, my point is, is that uh, the there was a board. So and they tried to get the the CEO to step down, and they tried to like I don't know the ins and outs of it. I'll be honest with you, I don't care. But my point was, is that they had a non-union company that walked walked out. Everyone. All the truck drivers, all the warehouse workers, all the all the, uh, the hourly employees—they all said, "Fuck you!" If he's not here, we're done. Go ahead and re- go ahead and and and, and re um, restock the entire uh, workforce. And they made the concessions that they needed to make, and everybody went back to work. 
So some sometimes you know that's that's one of the beautiful things about about living in this country is sometimes you know it's necessary for us to kind of draw a line in the sand and and throw ourselves on the ground and have a little bit of a shit fit. You know the uh, the pe- the people that make the noise are the ones that you know are you know have to be accounted for. Hey. Um. So we've talked a lot of negativity. You got anything good good going on? Anything like positive? Give me some good I'm news, Andy. I'm I'm grow I'm growing the beard again. I was I'm gonna say you, you, your, your beard looks crispy, the the head looks like Mr. Clean. You look like Yeah, good, I mean I'm, I uh I feel good. I'm 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 still lucky in love and, and uh honey's great. You know, uh my son is is flourishing in, in this in this environment. I mean they've been basically given what they call busy work. I don't know what they're going to do with this period of time that they've lost. What, he stayed it? Different world, dude. So there's nobody teaching this stuff. I don't know that they can count it. I know they have to be present and accounted for for a certain amount of time in high school anyway. And no MCAS, dude. Weird. No standardized testing. Was there no, MCAS when you were in when you had gone to elementary? When did that start? You know, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I noticed my daughter's 20, almost 21. I, she had to deal with it. You know, you guys had to deal with it. So is it just you three at the crib? You, your son, and honey. Is that, is that, no fights. Just everyone's in good good spirits. Dude, I'm so blessed, dude. We there is no fighting. There is no bullshit. We don't have a pot to piss on or a window to throw it out of. We don't give a fuck. You know, we just love. We just love. We're lucky in that sense. You know, invite me this, over, I, man. I'd love to come. I, well, the thing is, is like in in my infinite wisdom and what I've been through, uh, you can't you can't you can't sweat shit that you can't change. You know the, what I mean? One thing that that no one can control, which is so interesting. Like not a single soul can control this. Right. Right. Nobody's kicking us out of shit. We have enough to get by, you know, and maybe it's, I know, I know this is a forever. You guys, you guys have been tearing each other's heads off. Maybe you guys got to start working together on something. Dude, you have to work together with people. You have to. I agree. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, you know, every, nobody has the ability to do everything on their own. You know, I don't know what the fuck I would do without this woman. I'd probably be walking around in circles. One of the reasons that I'm as well grounded as I am is just Ingrid. because I, yeah, is I have an exceptional woman. She's just, a, and it, it doesn't, it doesn't matter if, you know, who my chosen partner is. It matters that the person that's behind me is truly behind me. You know, Andrew, there's a lot question, of people. Quick question, because I can't really relate to you on the relationship talk as of this moment. But real quick question: What's going on with the Gandalf streak in the beard? Is that <laughs> you noticed, huh, dude? I'm old. This has been a very, very, very difficult and tumultuous. So I've known you for how long now? About a year. I think we were in our first episode roughly a year ago. So, I mean, think about what's happened to me in the last year. Wild. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Rodeo clown shit. Just nuts. And then you when all this COVID stuff dies down, man, you're going to be a beast. 
You're gonna come out of it. No, you're gonna come out. You get six pack Andy. I don't know about that. Let's just come on. Slow that right down, guy. Six pack, (laughs) schmix pack. I, I I just, you know, I'm I'm lucky in the sense that I have a good team. I have good people in my family. I have, you know, a lot of my friends are small business owners, and and everybody's, you know, barbers and hairdressers, and you know guys that have, you know, small clothing companies and, you know, a lot of my friends are musicians that are, you know, right now there's so much uncertainty when it comes to what's going on. You know, this show's not going to happen. That show's not going to happen. This isn't going to happen. We don't know. Are they out of New England? Like, uh, yeah, most of my friends are from the greater Boston area. Because I'm, I'm still curating the playlist with Newberry Comics of all New England-based music. So if they want to send me some music, we'll try to work them into the playlist. Bro, I got – see, I, I listen to more punk uh, and hardcore and stuff than, than like, you know, hip-hop, whatever. But um, No, any genre. My, my friends in Bar Fight Champs, these are, like, legit my people. They, re- they released their, uh, their new album on this past Friday, Outside the Law. I'm not saying it because these are my people, but this is legitimately the best piece of music that I probably have heard in the last, I don't know, 10, 15 years. It's an instant classic. It's just, and even if you don't like dig that, you know, genre of music, it's just good fucking music and it's local and it's, and it's, um, it's relevant and it's, Boston is fuck, and my fat ass is singing gang vocals in the background. It's it's dope. Send it to me. I'll definitely send you. Yeah, I'll I'll text you the email after this so you can send it in because I'm tonight. I'm curating the list for the next one. Like I'm like I'm legitimately proud of my people for putting out this beautiful piece of timeless music. It's just it's fantastic. It's fantastic, and it's and it's and and I and I love the fact that it's as Boston as it is. It screams Boston. You cut you a check. I don't need a check, dude. I love these people. These are my people. I don't. I don't do shit for fucking money. Money don't mean shit to me. You should know that. Well, I think one day this is now our third conversation on camera, but I think one day you're gonna write a really extensive and expansive book. And I think it's going to sell a gazillion copies because I think you, I don't think anyone's ever really had a story like you, man. I don't think anybody's ever lived a story like I've lived. So um, I've been, I've been very lucky and, and, and quite cursed all in the same breath, if that's possible. So it's been, it's been one hell of a fucking ride. I'll tell you that. And I said it to, well, it's like I said it to my son the other day. Go ahead. I said it to my son the other day. I said, God forbid this, this, this virus takes me the fuck out. I've done everything I ever wanted to do. I've seen everything I've ever wanted to see. I'm pretty okay with this. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm, I'm not even 40 years old. And to have been able to have packed into a lifetime what I've been able to pack in, I've been blessed. I just, I'm glad you got your team that everyone's disinfecting stuff like crazy. And I mean, keep it a level head, but listen, man, I think that you've lived such a, an ex, you've lived such a crazy experience thus far. And it's just a blessing that you, you have the storytelling ability that you have. 
Because imagine if you didn't, that, and the story would yeah. probably be 10 times as boring. But you can actually tell it. It's such a difficult thing to be able to actually tell the story. That's the biggest part of comedy. It's the biggest part of, you know, re- relating to people is the ability to tell the story. And I've, I've definitely been very lucky. She's out fucking cold. I'm that boring that she is completely sawing wood. Oh, she's been in the room the whole time? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know that. Yeah. She's so fucking cute. I want to punch her. All right. It's like a it's like a weird, like, you see a cute kid, you want to throw it out a window thing. I don't know. It's weird. Oh, yeah. No, no I get the same thing with puppies. You just want to, like, pick exactly. one and punch them down it. the hill. Yeah, right down the hill. Eat Love it, bitch. It. Hey, so, listen, we got, we got a wrap. But, hey, between you and I, man, stay strong, baby boy. That's all I do. I keep moving. And if, I mean, again, it's just this weird position because I bet you the same thing I can help you with, let me know. But, like, it's like you can't even get close to you. Again, if there's anything you think I can help you with, I have to solve a car, so just let me know. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> Okay, anything, you need, any, anything you need from me, it, obviously, same thing. I want to. I want to send you that music too, because it's worth. It's worthy of it. So yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. And I, <coughs> I, I want to diversify the genres on the playlist. So that'll be good. Hey, this is how we start in the episode. Say hi. Hi, I'm, a- I'm Andrew Cantor, otherwise <laughs> known as the boss. I'm Andrew Truck. Cantor, otherwise known as the boss and trucker, and this is my diamond hour it's your third is my diamond hour and then and then you gotta say hi i'm the boss trucker and that was and do it you gotta yeah. do them consecutive all right i got you this is that was yeah you know and just if anyone's listening i'm connor hallway not Colin hallway just so fuck you dude i called you connor <laughs> i didn't even give you any shit this time i was gonna uh, yeah. everything off i know you up late last night me. thinking about it yeah, i gotta get a steam right oh fucking <laughs> night dude two o'clock in the morning i'm going Corner, 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 corner. I'm just playing. So here we go. My name is Andrew Cantor, otherwise known as the Boston Trucker, and this is my Diamond Hour. Bang. My name. My name is Andrew Cantor, otherwise known as the Boston Trucker. This was my Diamond Hour. And you're a great guy. And I'm happy mask, to do this, man. Mask on, motherfucker. Mask on. Are you still Vocal selling a pair? Of- this is not my stuff. This is my boy's apparel, but this is this is relevant. And I can We're show you the back. You have shirts though, right? I have shirts. Yeah. I still have shirts. The whole back of the shirt says fuck your feelings. So I'll go ahead and flip it. I'm down yeah. to see it. Yeah. All right, we'll see it. We'll see if we can make it happen. We got it. You gotta take two steps towards the mirror. Gone. There yeah, it is. that's a that's a real positive way to end the whole thing. You already know. <laughs> real gracious. <laughs> hey, thank you so much. I'm 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 gonna try to get this out by uh, Wednesday. What's that? I said thank you. I'm gonna try to get this out by Wednesday. Sick. You the man, bro. You bet it, bro. I'll talk to you. <laughs>